Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 311 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be talking about how to use keyword research to potentially triple your traffic like our guest, Aleka Shunk, has done. This is an episode that you're not going to want to miss. She's going to walk us through five steps that you should be doing for your keyword research, and it goes beyond surface level. And as you're going to hear, we went even deeper inside with my inside my membership site, Mastering Your Influence with Aleka. She was one of our experts for the month of September. So as you can hear and see, if you are looking for that next step of accountability, expertise, and to be able to really be around a community of women who are professional bloggers, then you're going to want to take advantage of the discount that I am giving right now for $20 off per month. You can find that right in the show notes, or you can just send me a DM on Instagram, and I can send you a direct link to that. It's at Jenny underscore Melrose. All right, you guys, let's dive in to this episode. Hi, Aleka. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to get to jump into this topic. Everybody is always asking about how to use keyword research and you actually did it to triple your traffic. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to get to talk about this topic. But before we do that, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Sure. So I am a food blogger. I've been blogging for over five years now. Um, I resigned last year from my full-time teaching job to do this full-time, thank goodness. And um, I'm currently also um, the owner of a cooking with keyword course, which is a keyword research focused um, basically class online that has a few different courses that I'm working on. My main one being keyword research for food bloggers. Um, And I kind of branched off there when I realized that my traffic wasn't really budging after the first couple of years um, of, uh, you know, blogging. I, I wanted to see more increase of traffic. I wasn't seeing the success that all the other bloggers were having. And I kind of took it upon myself to learn as much as I could about this little piece of the SEO monster keyword research, which I feel like is like that the biggest hope for new bloggers, um, because there are I think like a half a billion blogs out there, which is absolutely insane because the competition is just like, you know, it's really hard to make it. So the one piece of hope is keyword research. And I jumped on that as much as I could. I learned as much as I could about it, um, you know, strategies and methods and what it is. I took courses, I read books, articles, podcasts, like I Literally, that was all I did for at least a year straight. And I started to apply certain strategies to my own blog and started to see a huge increase in traffic in just um, a few months, continued those strategies and saw again, another big bump. I think it was, I was stuck at 10,000 for, gosh, the first, after two years, stuck at 10,000. And I was like, I want to get that media vine level where everybody wanted to get to, right? That's like the first overall goal that we like all celebrate. 
And at the time, I think it was only like 25 or 30,000, although I know now it's much higher, I think 50, right? Yes. But I made it there after um, a few months and I was so happy and I kept doing what I was doing um, and then ended up getting up to 60,000 a few months later. So I went from like 10 to 60 in just such a small period of time. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm on to something. I would love to share this knowledge being you know, a teacher at heart. Like I want to share, I want to teach, I want to take what I went to school for, as well as what I love here and put it into like a master course, which is what I did. Um, and, and that was launched two years ago. So yeah. <laughs> so good. I actually have a couple clients that are students of your course. And that oh, yes. one of the things that they always say to me is you can tell she's a teacher. You can oh, just yeah. tell. <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of my audience are former teachers because of course I am as well. And we're just yeah. attracted to those that can teach in a strategic way that mm-hmm. isn't going to give us a bunch of fluff, but instead is going to say, do this and put it into practice. And then here's how you're going to tweak it. Yeah. Um, the true teacher. So I love that. Oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so what would you say is the most important thing to know about keyword research? The most important thing there's so many things I can talk about, um, but I would have to say it's the fact that it takes it should take you much longer than you're probably putting time into. Um, at least I think I feel like maybe people will take an hour and do keyword research if that, but it should take over an hour to do proper keyword research for most keywords. Some it's like you find it's like a winning keyword, you know what it is. And really, it's going to work no matter what you do. And that's a rare occasion. But most of the time, you got to spend a few hours really diving deep into analyzing your competition and looking at the the keyword volume and the difficulty and find really the overall number that you're looking for. So for example, most of us use a keyword tool to do research, but we look at the volume and that's like a usually and the keyword difficulty and and just base our decision off of those two pieces of data and that are those two metrics which is not nearly enough to help us decide whether the keyword is really worth going after um i feel like you know a lot of us don't realize that if we see a volume that's maybe like 300 monthly searches some of us will just shove it under the rug and think that's not that's not what i'm looking for it's not enough but we fail to realize that there's a lot of other different keyword variations tied into that one specific keyword um, that will collectively bring you a overall total monthly search volume way higher than 300. And we don't spend time digging in and trying to find all the different variations of the keyword before making that decision to kind of scrap it, right? Um, And then also... A lot of us don't spend the time and think, okay, well, and do a little bit of math. I was a math teacher, so <laughs> I focus really on it. But it's like inevitable, no matter if you're a math major or not, It's you have to think about the numbers. So even if you're in the first position in Google for that keyword that you targeted, you're only going to get like 30% of that in the first position. So if the keyword is collectively a thousand monthly searches, you're getting what, maybe like 300 people coming to your site, which is that good for you? Is that going to move the needle? Um, And if not, then maybe we need to increase our search volume target a little bit more, you know, because I feel like from the students that I've worked with, they're not seeing as much gain because they're afraid to target the higher volume keywords. But 
you're not really doing much, you know, it's such a slow growth. It's going to take you 10 years to get to where you want to get to. So really spending yes. the time to dissect, analyze, and look at all the numbers and the data and make your decision from there. So let's break down and give an example of what you mean when you say a keyword. And you were just inside my membership site, Mastering Your Influence, and you did an expert talk and you broke down. It showed us the back end of everything as you were going through this. And you had a stuffed pepper recipe that we were taking a look at. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about variations, what could be like, let's say three different variations that we saw in the back end that you were ranking for on first page and it, all of top three had great volume. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, what, what do I look for? What were those three? So we can give them an example. Oh, what okay. were the three so, that, uh, variations? So, yeah. So it was a mini um, pepper recipe stuff with cream cheese and sausage. So, and it was an appetizer. So the keywords I think I was ranking for were stuffed mini bell peppers, um, or it could be, I think it was mini sausage stuffed peppers, or it can be um, mini pepper stuff with sausage. It could be stuff yeah. pepper appetizer with sausage and cream. Like there's so many different ways that people can type in that query into Google and all of the different, all these variations will lead to the same result in the same, um, posts that you're trying to rank for. So trying to just think sometimes about all it, but even though, even if you think like a human, what are the different ways that people are searching this keyword? There's still going to be ways or you know variations you're going to miss out on, which is why a tool is so important to just make the process so much quicker. That was exactly what I was looking for. So I want to give them an example of what we're talking about. A lot of times we talk SEO and people's eyes just glaze over. I know. So make it, dumb it down as much as possible and give them <laughs> the examples. I think that's awesome. Okay. So you just mentioned about tools. What tools do you recommend for keyword research? Okay. So if you're starting off as a blogger, which I remember I had almost no money to invest in the blog other than, you know, a host and, you know, website and whatever other, you know, mandatory fees I had to put in. But I tried so much not to invest in something and I do it all myself. And I realized that wasn't the best way. And it's called an investment for a reason. You're going to get your money back in terms of traffic and hopefully add revenue in the long run. Right. So with that said, if you don't have the money, Google Search Console is the first best thing you can use because it's free and it's accurate, right? But there is a learning curve and it's not so, it's a little intimidating. Um, you know, the, the average position that Google gives you for, or that GSC gives you for your rankings is a little bit off, I find. Not that they're wrong, but um, they their algorithm averages the rankings a little differently um, and it's harder to find where you're sitting. So, you can spend all day in there and still not find where your ranking is in the search engine. You can be on the third page, but you don't know that because it, I find it's just, it's not as clear cut as some of the other tools. Um, so if you can use that and if you get familiar with it, it is helpful to know where your top traffic is coming from. Um, you can check out the pay, top pages that your traffic is coming from, as well as the queries, which is also a keyword that people are typing. Um, so there's and there's so much information out there, tutorials to learn GSC. If you don't know it, spend the time is the is the word of the theme of the day and learn the tool as best as you can so that you can get the most out of it. Now, if you have a little bit of money to spend, the next tier up would be key search, which is I think what within the last two years has has been the go-to tool for most bloggers. I think it's only like $30, $35 a month. 
um, and you can have a limited, unlimited amount of searches, I believe. And you can also, I think last year they added the a keyword tracker, which you can start tracking keywords, which is like the next piece of keyword research that a lot of people don't think about. Um, and it's it's very easy, an easy interface to learn. Um, I think that's why people love it so much. Um, but it is a little bit limited if you really want to be like a keyword quote unquote expert, even though I don't think anyone's an expert or anything. It's just if you want to get as good as you can at keyword research and really dive deep, you're going to want to step it up a notch. But key key search is definitely a, a good go-to and could get you to where you want to be, um, you know, in the long run. Ahrefs and SEMrush are the next two that I always have recommended. They're like, you know, the most expensive, obviously for a reason. I think it's over a hundred a month, um, but well, well worth it because it can save you so much time when you're analyzing keywords, your rankings, your competition, and time is money, right? So I think for sure. And I, when the people that I've talked into buying it, a subscription, have always told me, yeah, it's it's worth it. Um, the people that haven't, they tell me that they haven't spent the time learning how to use. So I'm saying, what are you doing? Are you just creating more and more content? Why, if you're not, you know, creating content that's winning, you know? So um, those four tools, I would say, is really are really the ones I talk about in my course. And then keywords everywhere is an extension that people have used forever, um, which is also helpful, but it's limited compared to you know the the latter courses that I mentioned. So. Okay. Excellent. No, that's perfect. So what steps do you take when doing keyword research? So you pop it into a tool. What are we looking for? We've talked about multiple variations. How do you continue? So um, there are two ways you can keyword research. Really, the first way that I talk about in my course is from scratch. So really, with one, one thing in mind, one topic in mind, and literally going from there and building a target keyword with modifiers and other long tail keywords to make it the perfect keyword. That takes a long time. It it should um, because you're really trying to piece together the perfect title tag um, and the perfect H1, which is the same thing. Um, And to do that, you can start with Google and you can start typing in words and seeing what Google suggests for you. It'll auto-complete. You know, sometimes if like, if I want to do like a um, what's a good example? Um, baby toy, or no, that's the, I don't want to go into like products. Um, maybe like I'll stick to what I'm comfortable with. Um, appetizer ideas, right? And then I'll I'll hit the space bar and I'll press a letter and I'll see what populates. And often Google will offer other suggestions that are commonly research or commonly searched by users. And I'll go off of there. That's a free way to kind of get ideas of what I want to do, um, what type of appetizer, right? And then I'll go from there. Okay, well, maybe I want to do a ve- vegetarian appetizer because I see that coming up. And then, okay, well, maybe I don't want to be as broad or target a broad keyword like vegetarian appetizers because I'm kind of closing my you know window and I'm really kind of competing with the big guys out there. I want to add another keyword, maybe... Um, I don't know, cheesy vegetarian appetizer or air fryer vegetarian appetizer. So adding key, the right keywords so that A, the volume is there, the competition isn't crazy intense, and user intent is also being thought about. Um, and then once I have that, then I'll do the next step, which is analyzing the keyword in Google, type it in, 
see what results are coming in to the SERPs. What are the top 10 um, uh, you know, titles? Are they matching your title? Or is the search intent exactly what yours is going to be about? Um, if they're all using an air fryer, are you going to use an air fryer? Are you going to use something different? Um, so I think that single thing is the most controversial issue regarding keywords because a lot, especially in the food niche, a lot of um, my students have told me that, you know, that they're not ranking high. This, you know, this post hasn't really done much. Why? And I'm like, well, because you're using, you know, you're maybe because it's using tofu (laughs) and people don't want to use tofu or they don't have it or whatever the case may be, or you're using, you know, an instant pot and people don't have this. They, they want to cook it, you know, on the stovetop. So things like that or using certain ingredients or cooking methods may steer somebody away and they may bounce back. So it's really important that the results in Google will kind of guide you to give you an idea of what your post is going to be about um, because Google's telling you what it wants, what the user wants, what it likes, and yours should be similar to that. And then after that, Oh my gosh, there's so many other things we can do. We can analyze all the all the um, URLs in the top 10 spots using a tool and see what keywords all of those um, competitors are ranking for to see if there's any other keywords I can optimize for. Um, you can look at the related searches at the bottom of Google. You can look at the people also ask questions that Google provides and make sure that you're writing them down and answering those questions. You can use other tools like Quora to get more questions to include in your post. Um, you can look at the comment section in the competition and read what readers are saying about other um, you know, bloggers' recipes or posts and see if there's something that they're asking that maybe wasn't addressed in that post that you would definitely want to include in your post. So really trying to make sure that your piece of content is the most thorough, um, looking at maybe keyword density, maybe looking at... Um, you know, the title tag, is there maybe something you want to add to your title to make it more click worthy? So there's so many pieces that once you decide on that keyword, uh, you know, making sure that you're thoroughly researching um, and just making sure that think, and I like, I tell people like we learned how to write an essay in school for a reason, make sure that you're crafting your posts perfectly with a great, easy to follow outline from H1 to H2. And if we need to throw some subtopics in there, throw in H3 and it should flow and just make sense and just be as mo- as helpful as possible to the user. Um, so that's the first way. And then the second way, I won't go into detail <laughs> to keyword research is using your competition, um, which I literally, I think this is the only way I find keywords these days is looking at what keywords my competition is ranking for and then going after those. Um, it's And you need a tool to do that. So but those are really the two methods that and I know that a drafts and SEM Rust do that. Does also key search do that as well or no? Yes. Yes. You can look That's at keywords. It's just not key search doesn't have the ability or offer the ability to filter the same way um, and sort the keywords as easily and search keywords, all of these things. It kind of just gives you a list that you can export. And then when it's in Excel or Sheets, you can kind of sort as needed if you want to do that. But who wants to kind of spend more time in a spreadsheet than we have to? Um, But yeah, Ahrefs and SEMrush will allow you to sort, organize, analyze much, much quicker, which is why I think it's worth the money because it saves me time. And anytime I can get an extra hour out of my day, um, I'm on it. So, (laughs) Right. 
Yes. So then this question, I feel like just goes without saying, do you recommend updating old content? Always, for sure. That's like the number one thing that I think people have started to realize is, you know, super important and should be a priority amongst just creating all this new content. Um, we all just want to pump out all this new, all these new posts and just create new, new, new content. But if your traffic isn't increasing, what what is, and if nobody's seeing that new content, what's the point of creating more, right? So yes, going back and making sure that you are updating the content and you can go two different directions, or I should say there's two different ways you can go about that. Um, first, starting with your posts that are receiving the least amount of traffic. So you can, we talked about this in your mastermind, you're going to Google analytics and checking out the posts that are receiving, I don't know, maybe less than a hundred monthly visits. It depends on your traffic and where you are in your blogging you know, career, but Hundred is a good gauge. If it's getting zero traffic, oh, definitely we want to update it, um, and we can kind of work backwards from there. Always make sure you are asking yourself: Is this content doing anything for my readers? Is it helpful, or is it about you know the lunch I had last week? Like, is, if it's not anything that's really helpful, just delete it. If it is fit, which you can easily do using the Yoast plugin, if you guys have that. If not, you should definitely look into it. Um, and then that will allow you to still get traffic within your site or directly to the post, but Google just won't find it and rank it, which is it's no big deal. Um, and then the other way you can um, update posts, which is what I like to do, especially if you have um, a lot of content on your blog, is to plug your URL into one of these keyword tools and filter if you can, or just search manually the rankings of the keywords that are sitting in at the bottom of the first page of Google or the second page of Google. So I would say like from the fourth to the 20th positions, find keywords that are sitting there and have been sitting there for quite some time that have a high volume and then see what posts they're connected to and then tackle those posts. Um, if the post is at least a year old, perfect time to update it. Um, after a year, I would say you can start to update it maybe every four to six months going forward, depending on how it's doing. Um, so yeah, those are the really the two ways. Definitely updating is super important. It's so much better to tweak a post that's been sitting on your blog for a couple of years um, because one tweak can make, make the world a world of difference. I can't tell you how many of my posts... Well, I can count them on one hand how many posts I published that have made it to a top position after the first try, meaning I have to update it at least two, if not three times before it finally gets there. And I've had many posts that have finally gotten to a top position. Um, and it's in most recently, it was an egg bite recipe. Highest traffic right now, I'm getting, I think it ranks for like, I don't know, over 30,000 monthly views. And I'm in like, I'm kind of jumping around in top positions, but I'm keeping an eye on it. But that was on my blog for almost two years now. And after a, an update a few months ago, it finally got there. So I didn't give up on it. So just make sure you're not giving up and you're really spending time um, doing the analyzing to update it properly. So helpful. So now you have a free training that you are offering to your audience as well as to mine. Um, can you tell us a little about what, what they can expect to learn in the training that you're doing? Yeah, so I created a 15-minute little training webinar um, just to give you an idea of um, a piece of what I, I basically pulled a piece of my course out and talked about it, um, five steps to creating the perfect title. 
Um, so putting together certain keywords, how to find them, um, basically summed up into a 15 minute little webinar for, for you guys to give you an idea of what, you know, maybe, maybe you'll find something helpful. And if you like, you know, the way it goes, hopefully you can, um, you know, you'll jump into the course and purchase one that works for you, um, and go from there. So. Yes. No, we're going to make sure to link to that in the show notes. You also have your courses, which we are also going to link to in the show notes. How many courses are you up to right now? Do you have two or three? So I have two. I have my keyword research. That is the main one. I have tracking and analyzing, which is um, following up keyword research. So what do you do after you hit publish, right? Tracking and analyzing is probably the most important thing. Um, And that course is really for not just food bloggers. I tried to use examples in every niche. So anybody can take that course. And then the course that I am going to be launching very soon, which will probably be up by the time this podcast goes, um, you know, goes live is a course just on Ahrefs. So it's the tool I use and I recommend to kind of give an idea to people how I use it and what features it has, because it can be intimidating. um, And uh, some students have asked me about that. So that'll be up soon. And then after that, um, by the end of the year, I'm going to um, create my fourth course, which is basically my keyword research course for all niches, because I use so many examples for food blogs and recipes in my first course. Um, I feel like some people cannot relate outside of the you know food blogging niche. And I've had so many people ask me, "Is it? Is it, am I going to get the most out of it? And I hate to say yes, um, but I would love to create one just for you know more of a general one. So that'll come before the end of the year. Yes. And we saw you do that actually in Mastering Your Influence with Debbie, where you used Rescue Dogs, her website, and kind of showed her what she was missing and Mm -hmm. how to analyze and go through. So I know a lot of people that are outside the food niche that are listeners will definitely want to jump in on that. Um, And of course, my food listeners, I hope you, if you're not already in there, get your butts in there. Um, Aleka, I appreciate you so much. Where else is the best place to connect with you? So you can follow me on Instagram at um, my blog is alekasgettogether.com, which I do post, you know, updates on the course and other um, coupon or sales that I offer, as well mm-hmm. as cooking with keywords. Um, did I say .com before Aleka, Aleka's Get Together? I'm not sure, but so we'll make Aleka's sure we have it linked correctly. <laughs> I can't remember. So Aleka's Get Together and then cooking with keywords is also my Instagram handle, which you can follow for so to get alerts of when my new courses are going to be published. And then um, out on my blog, alekasgettogether.com, you can have access to the where you can purchase the course and coaching or whatever else um, you're interested in. Excellent. Perfect. Well, Aleka, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I love sharing as much as I can and I um, wish you the best of luck. All right. Well, there you have it. Aleka is offering that free training for you all. 15 minutes to be able to sit down and really learn more about keyword research and the best way to improve your SEO. So make sure that you either head over to the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. And I will make sure to send that link directly to you so that you can hop in on her training. You can also still take advantage of the discount that I'm offering for Mastering Your Influence. It is my monthly membership that is going to give you the accountability and the most up-to-date information from myself as well as other experts in the industry. So if you haven't already joined, make sure that you just send me a DM and I will get you in there. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for leaving your most recent rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. It helps to continue to get great guests. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 